You are listening to Take On Life. This is your host, Dr. Dan Continenza. Hey everyone, I had an absolutely fantastic time with our guests today, Rachel Basham and Ranheer Bachan Singh of Kaleidoscopology. They are here in Northeast Ohio doing amazing work, helping to rejuvenate, revitalize, and transform people's lives through breath by helping to shift perspectives on the way we connect to ourselves, connect to our bodies, and essentially connect to our very reality. So you will totally love the deep dive that we take on all sorts of topics. And with no further ado, I will turn it over to the episode. So I am joined here today with my good friends Rachel and Ron here, and we are sitting in our office here at Tone of Life, and we just finished uh, really a whole conversation that probably could have been the podcast several times over, uh, as well as some adjustments. They got their spines checked here today, and it was a great time so far. So I think we're all dropped in, ready to go, and ready to have some awesome, deep conversations. So if you don't know my friends yet, you will be excited to meet them. There's so much we could talk about, uh, from breath work to cleansing to relationship to spiritual living and grounded spiritual living. Um, and to where, where to start is the question. So we'll just dive in with this. I know that you guys right now um, are coming off of, about coming off of a certain cleanse you've been doing. Um, and I think probably most people who are listening uh, have, well, definitely have heard the word cleanse and are probably afraid of the idea of cleansing. Like, why would we want to do it? Uh, and you told me a lot about some things that have been changing in your mental state as well as your emotional state and your sensitivity to what's good for you and what's not, right? So why don't we just dive in there? Whoever wants to start, we'll start. I I would love to start with that. Uh, I'm on day eight of uh, detox, and it is, for me, has really helped me connect to my body much more than I ever have. And this is my first cleanse. I've never done a cleanse before. I was really, honestly, a little bit afraid to do one because... You, you, I hear a lot of contrary uh, information about cleanses a lot of the time, and so I wanted to do one that was safe for my body. And um, luckily, we have a very wonderful friend who referred us to this particular cleanse, and I've, I've noticed that my body feels much clearer in my whole body, <clears throat> um, especially my head. I, a lot of times... Um, from my previous stress and trauma uh, that I held in my body, I have certain patterns that are still unraveling. And for me, it really helped me be able to ground into my body and to utilize the energy of my body the way that we're really <laughs> supposed to be using it. So Awesome. Yeah. Right. So that's, there's a lot, right, we just mm-hmm. went through there. So working backwards, it's like literally... When we eat, we're supposed to be fueling ourselves yeah. for vibrant lives. And mm. how often are we finishing meals and feeling drained mm. or waking up in the morning? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like oftentimes in our culture, we oscillate between being hungry, being fatigued, and being hungry again, mm-hmm. right? Or just being full all mm-hmm. the time and not even knowing there's a problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned uh, groundedness. Mm. You also mentioned... Um, some patterns from your life that have been unraveling. So like, so I think we're really getting into some territory where food, um, as has often been quoted, is not just food, it's medicine, mm. right? And it's, and it's mm-hmm. changing your actual physical experience. So Ron here, why don't you jump in there and tell us about your experience so far? Uh, something that I've really learned and become aware of through the process of going through this 10-day cleanse and then 
the rejuvenation rejuvenation process of coming out of it and um, being really fine-tuned to how this food affects my body or how that food affects the way that I'm thinking or feeling, the biggest awareness that I've gained is that what happens inside the cells of your body, even down to the epigenetics and the DNA, is something that is very much reflected in the world that you see around you. And mm. that you can actually create changes in the cells of your body and see changes in your life as a mm. result of that. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's something that's not talked about very often. I think uh, it's becoming very popularized to at least note that our mental state can affect our DNA. If you don't know that yet, Gosh, the first easiest book to read is Bruce Lipton's uh, Biology of Belief. Our mental state absolutely can affect our DNA. It does. Uh, and it affects the DNA of our children and our children's children. Mm. Um, but you're talking about the other way around, how the expression of our DNA can affect our experience of the world. Yes. It right? goes back to the um, as within, so without. Mm-hmm. And that statement itself also works both ways. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're really getting into um, a territory that we were already talking about before we started recording, which is the idea of a, a spiritual life. And I want to bring that into play right now because I think it's a good place to draw it in. We talked about being grounded. We talked about changing the experience of our world around us by changing our cells, right? Which are two very physical uh, descriptions of what I know you guys take on as um, what we could loosely could call a spiritual life, but really a, a life of seeking, a life of mm-hmm. seeking depth, a life of seeking clarity, of knowing ourselves and of knowing uh, our purpose, and what we're about as, as humans and how to, and how to serve and, and give to humanity. And so you're really, and I know this because I, I know you guys, but um, tell, tell us your experience of how this physical endeavor through diet alone, and we'll get into the rest of what you guys do in your lives as well. How does that play into, you think, do you think, uh, the experience of a spiritual living experience? What I found is that there's almost a, uh, an intelligence that's inside of our bodies and the toxins that may have accumulated over a period of time from you know environmental factors or just not eating correctly, having inflammation that allows things to get kind of gummed up in there. And whenever the toxins become loosened or released, there's almost a consciousness that's attached to them. There's an emotion and an energy that starts to come up and be expressed in the body as these things start to come up for awareness. It's something that very much parallels the work that we do with uh, kaleidoscopology and breath of empowerment. It's a very similar process, but the medium, the catalyst is mm. different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep, keep on that. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you, uh, you do breath work with, with individuals and groups. And uh, for some people, maybe they've been to a yoga class where they've at least been guided to breathe intentionally. Perhaps they've even done some huffing and puffing or alternate nostril breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've heard of Wim Hof and you think about breathing to get through the cold. But for most people, I don't think breathing is really that much of an intentional task. So what, what is it that you guys work with and how is that? Uh, how does that help people? There's a, uh, a fluke of the universe or design, <coughs> a perfect design, however you might wanna look at that, where there's a connection to the breath to our brains, to our hearts, to our digestive systems. Um, something that's actually being explored by researchers, you know, they found the neurological pathways in the gut where the bacteria and things that are happening kind of adjust how the body uh, can run. But then there's the vagus nerve, which mm. activates the parasympathetic nervous system, but also plays a role in the way that memories are stored in the body. And using the breath, you can manipulate the balance of hormones in your mental state 
in a certain way to enact greater health and greater resilience to stress and greater power to make changes and and follow the way that your body and your heart really wants you to go you know it's kind of like moving away from the things that might cause fear and cause you to stay in certain patterns to opening up like hey there's a whole universe out there full of energy and here are some ways that I can begin to kind of tap in, use, utilize it, and hone in on it. Mm, I love that. So we're riding this line of um, our experience in the world and our emotions and our beliefs being intimately tied to the cellular processes, the chemicals mm. in our body. Uh, and if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I've been talking about the sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system, so you sh- should know what we're talking about here. Um, but if not, go back and listen and um, What's important, we'll, we'll hash out here today together. So, Rachel, tell us about your personal experience with, like, how, how does doing breath work change your experience of your own life? Um, the thing that is actually really uh, forefront in my mind right now is going back to what you mentioned about the food being our medicine. Mm-hmm. And that is something that my partner around here actually, before he, he began the detox before me, um, semi-intentionally but not fully um i i wanted some wait period in between to prepare and it worked out like it was divine (laughs) divinely inspired uh and he he was able to lead the way and i was able to witness that and then we weren't going through that shift at the same time and he kept saying the food is your medicine the food is your medicine and so even before I began, I was already telling my body that. And mm. we both actually, before he even began, we both began, we were already feeling it in our body just with the intention of beginning. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I really noticed going through is how, exactly what Ron here said, is how parallel the two are and how much deeper uh, I was able to connect with my body, not only through the detox, but how the detox then allowed me to connect with my breath in a new way and utilizing the breath with being in the detox just accelerated uh, the well-being in my body Mm -hmm. yeah we very much use the breath um, in obsessions and with our clients Uh, one of the the key uses for it is that it allows energies that are stagnant or blockages or actual areas of tension that there's been an energetic blockage and now it's manifested into the physical um, where there may be a reduced blood flow or the muscle fibers are tight or, or, or an organ in the digestive system is having a certain struggle to function and, and, and you know, carry out what it's supposed to do in the body. And what the breath does is it actually charges up the energy system and then there's energy work components that are applied to it. There's myself, there's Rachel and the client all working together in harmony energetically uh, to facilitate the release of these toxins and like the integration mm-hmm. of maybe the the memories or the situations that caused them to be formed the patterns that were set in place and a big change occurs in the person's life mm-hmm. because of it i love that yeah yeah so we'll, we'll follow a little bit of that pathway i want to break that down a little bit um from my understanding so you've mentioned that the these behaviors these attitudes these the experience of our life has a chemical component, has a cellular mm-hmm. component, um, and that's very that's very literal, right? So our our brain and our body have these patterns that are wired into place that dictate almost in a way ahead of time how we're going to respond and react to certain stimuli in our life, right? Those are the patterns and the, the traumas that you mentioned that we're kind of bringing with us from as early in our life as our time in the womb or beforehand, 
preconception um, or pre-preconception if we talk about times that we've lived in the past. Um, and what we're seeing is that, you know, it's not just happenstance that we react certain ways um, to certain stimuli and whether it's, you know, coming up to family season here with the winter. So there's lots of gathering with relatives and stuff that people may or may not feel comfortable about because you know in the past you've had these same kind of nasty playouts right and this is very common for a lot of folks that the holidays time is a little bit touchy um but what i think is so interesting to recognize is that along with those patterns and behaviors our body is dumping a whole cocktail mm. of chemicals that are associated with that feeling mm. right mm. so literally we have an emotion we have a behavior we have a thought we have chemicals in our body that are associated with those behaviors emotions and thoughts our cells are responding and shaping themselves in a way with the tension patterns in our body, right? Like if you've never noticed that when you get angry, your shoulders raise up to your ears, like pay attention to that because it's a sure sign that our, our subtle body, which includes our, our mental and emotional states um, and our physical body are intimately tied together. So you're talking about using this thing that's literally always happening. We're always breathing. Always. If we're not breathing, it's because we're dead, right? So we're always doing it. Uh, and yet it's literally a free thing that we have at our disposal that we can use to start to actually change our, our, our health, but also our life, right? So I'm just going to stop there, and that's a good jumping off point for whoever wants to dive in with the next piece there. I, I love what you just said. The first thing that comes to mind is this quote about how the first thing we do when we come into the world is take a breath, and the last thing we do is take a breath. Mm. So it's, it's funny, funny, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind. Uh, to, to think about how important the breath is and how most people don't even realize how important the breath is. And by tuning into the breath um, and witnessing the breath, and, and that's really our job. We jokingly call ourselves breath doulas. I love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> because we're guiding people with their breath. We're guiding them where to tune in. We're working together with them, like Rontier said, to bring attention to various parts in their body where they feel the tension, where they feel a blockage, and we're working with them to bring nurturing to that area, to bring uh, safety, maybe for the first time in their life, safety and nurturing to specific areas of their body that maybe maybe they've never received air mm. in, in those areas and support um, through, through assisting and uh, really groundedness. So we have people tune into uh, feeling grounded, to feeling their heartbeat and really in visualizing being... Um, if you will, in wound uh, with this energy around them and an umbilical cord of sorts uh, to that and really guiding them to create their own pathways because it doesn't matter what we what has worked for us. It matters what works for our clients. And assisting them in finding those pathways is really like the reason that we, we love Love, love, love. <laughs> you know, when you say, when you say pathways, you're talking about, it's like, it sounds like mm -hmm. you're talking about like neurological pathways in a way or um, pathways of, of visualization or... All of it. All of it. All yeah. of it. The visualization where we really guide people visually mm -hmm. um, within a session to um, tune into their body and to visualize it and really be in the body. There's many breath works that take you, can take you to the stratospheres. This one really, uh, the intention is to bring one into their body to connect because it doesn't matter the degree of trauma mm -hmm. within someone's life or stress or blockages, whatever you f feel um, in your body. It, what matters is 
that it affects us all the same way. Mm. Trauma creates disconnection, disconnection from your own body, disconnection from other people. It creates fears. It creates um, the feeling of being isolated and um, you know, a whole set of, set of other things. And, it, and we see that in all our clients and we see certain patterns um, based on what trauma is there and sometimes multiple traumas. And so we help them tune into that understand it, feel the emotion. Because what happens often is that when someone is in a fight, flight, or freeze response, Mm -hmm. that emotion gets actually stuck in their body. Mm -hmm. So we're helping them complete that within, within a session Mm -hmm. and to release that, feel the emotion. That's, that's the important thing is to feel it. And so oftentimes we don't want to feel, we want to just I'm feeling great. And I think we were talking about this a little bit before we, we started recording the mm-hmm. spiritual bypassing and, and no, it's cultural yeah. too. It's, it, it, I think it happens both in the spiritual community and as well in the, uh, in regular old Midwestern mm-hmm. living, right? To suppress your emotions. And mm-hmm. yeah. that's from the time we're a kid, you know, it's like, there's an age we get to where we say, okay, emotions are no longer appropriate. Now use your words. Mm-hmm. Now define it. Right. Stop Which crying. Is, stop crying. Shut right? up. Stop and crying. Yeah. It is even from a psychological <laughs> aspect, whenever you're experiencing, uh, something that may be outside of a, a window of tolerance, what happens is the brain actually breaks that memory and fragments it up and it gets stored in different places. Mm. It's a, a mechanism of protecting, uh, the ego is basically protecting itself from mm-hmm. further harm. And so you'll have um, maybe like smells are stored somewhere in the body and the emotion, the feeling of it is stored in the brain and another part like the sight is stored somewhere else. And you have this fragmentation that happens in different things in your life come up that trigger mm-hmm. different aspects of these memories. Like, why did I respond? Like the situation, um, maybe was at a level of two out of 10, um, for response, maybe in mm-hmm. anger, but I responded at a seven. Why? Mm-hmm. It's because there's something else deeper mm-hmm. going on here. That's being dredged up by that happening. Mm-hmm. And so the breath work actually works to address those, develop the body awareness and then push that out of the body so that that experience doesn't need to continue to repeat. It's mm-hmm. learned, integrated, and then the expansion occurs on top of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And it really just to ground it down here, because I think something that we see in our clinic here at Tone of Life is that a lot of people come in thinking that they just want a little bit of their pain to go away. Mm. Like, I have this one spot. That's what I want gone. Mm. Oh, but mm-hmm. I also have anxiety, sleep problems, relationship problems, and the list goes on. And so and I like to dig in and ask, these, you know, ask some questions and figure out, like, well, how, how, why are those things separate? to you right and mm-hmm. so people i think it's hard for folks a lot of times to kind of get the sense of why what we're talking about now this connection to ourself this groundedness this releasing of, of bound energy in the body and that as that trauma has found its way into these areas of our body that's now bound up mm-hmm. and and disconnected how that is actually intimately related to our regular everyday problems like our pain and our digestive problems and our sleep problems right so you see guys i'm sure i know you guys see that and mm-hmm. so um, you know, how, how have you been personally affected um, by this work that you've been doing? And what do you, what do you see as a potential for others? Mm. It's interesting. Uh, I thought of uh, recently the, the big thing on Facebook has been the 10-year challenge, the mm-hmm. 10-year picture. And, <laughs> and I had to go back and find one. And I was, I was like really like, what? <laughs> like I just, I'd look like a completely different person. And that's been, 10 years has been about the time that I have been, been searching my whole life, but really started to figure things out and really started to, 
I was aware enough to realize that my life circumstances um, were not were not pleasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll say suboptimal. <laughs> and, and yes, <laughs> and so. I, I just started looking within uh, to to see what part was mine. And the changes f- from when I began to where I am now, it's, it's just completely different. I'm, I'm used to be really shy, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, was carrying around so much. Like, I didn't even know what I was carrying around. And that's the beautiful thing about the breath work is is that it releases, you're not reliving trauma at all. You're really feeling the emotion of it and being able to release it. Oftentimes for myself and what I, what we see in clients is just, they just feel better. They don't know what was released or really, you know, what happened <laughs> sometimes is it just a release of it. Mm-hmm. So what I started realizing as, as I journeyed through uh, trying different pathways and trying different tools um is creating creating one that worked for me mm-hmm. and and that's really what it's about is is just starting with if, if you're someone who who is just starting to be aware that there are some things happening in your life that you are identifying with and want to make a change like the best thing I can say is to do something that makes you feel empowered mm. because that is often what what creates a shift and makes you feel that you have the strength and the courage to open a closet door because oftentimes it's really scary. Like a, we'll, we'll even see it in our set, like when we book a session, you know, a lot of times someone will cancel last minute because, <laughs> because, and we know, you know, it's because there's something unconscious going on telling them a change is coming and change is scary because we're, you, even though maybe we're not in the most healthy of situations where we're at, the thought of who will we be if we release these things mm-hmm. to the ego is like, that's why people don't even want to look. And once you start looking, it's almost like pulling a thread on a sweater, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, you can't stop, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, how are all these things related? It is, it's all like, once you start looking within and can change your patterning, then when you go to these family events that you mentioned, you can, you can like, oh, let me try, I've, I've, every time Aunt Margie, like yells at me, I, I yell back. Well, this time I'm just going to sit and observe that she is in a triggered state and I'm going to see how long I can not be triggered and stay in my center of peace. And keep breathing. And keep breathing. <laughs> and keep breathing, yes. <laughs> my body, after doing the breath work for a number of years, my body teaches me things. Like I've been mm. able to develop body awareness that started really small. I had you know, depression, I had social anxiety, um, panic attacks and things like that and learning about the body and my breath control I was able to control the breath to bring down a panic attack or even feel it before it started happening uh, be in social situations and calm myself down and recenter and different changes in the, the chemical balances in my brain occurred and I my imp- depression improved as well and then moving mm. for, forward from that like now I I can eat a food and I can get feedback from my body of exactly how my system's incorporating those nutrients. Does it like this food? Is it the best thing for me? Um, You know, maybe my back is hurting or my side is hurting and there's almost a dialogue Mm -hmm. that I can uh, 
engage mm. in with my body and it teaches me you know how to better take care of myself and how to better align my environment and my diet mm. to my body's specific needs it's mm. almost like you the information is within you know there's a lot of intelligence in the tissues of the body and being able to tap into that really changes everything right a lot mm. a lot as in we like to say in chiropractic that the uh, the same intelligence that created the entire universe is the intelligence that's alive within our bodies mm. right now, right? It's a, <laughs> so true. A lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're talking about building a relationship with the body, right? Mm. So you know, we, and we think about this, it's like uh, people, I find a lot of times people who are um, at least halfway through life and later um, start to build this idea I see it, and I'm talking to you folks who are usually about in your 50s, 60s, but it's starting even earlier. I hear it from people in their 30s now. It's like this idea that, oh, now I'm old, now things hurt because they're supposed to. Mm. But you forget, there's a few <laughs> things you for, there's a few things that get forgotten along that way. Like, they, like we tend to forget that I also hurt when I was a teenager. I also hurt a lot of times in my life, and usually it's like it was temporary. The body fixed itself, it went away, or a lot of times we just really ignored it until it went away. And so we got in this habit of just ignoring problems, expecting them to go away. And then it's only when it sticks around for too long and we're too uncomfortable that we say, oh no, this is no longer okay. Now I need someone to take it away from me. But you're talking about having this intimate moment by moment dialogue that says, hey body, I'm listening. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm willing and ready to nurture and to respond in a way that's best for me, mm-hmm. no matter how old I am or how much pain I'm in, mm-hmm. right? And so and, I see and, the- And, and the, the disconnection is, um, actually programmed in our culture in western culture Mm -hmm. we're disconnected from our environment from the earth from trees and and experiencing the energies that are out there and that also moves us away from the connection with our body it's sort of you know know, watch tv go shopping you know look for it outward take take a a medicine so that you don't feel the pain Mm. you don't feel the information that the body is trying to tell you and really reconnecting with the body is the key Mm -hmm. i I feel to unraveling that and getting connected back with intuitive guidance Mm -hmm. i i just want to say i'm having like this profound like oh moment of of you know we're talking about the spiritual path as well and what's the most important thing in the spiritual path connect connect to your higher self what's the most important thing uh to do through that is connecting with the body and having an intimate relationship with the body and how do you do Mm. that through diet and through being mindful of what you eat and what you put into it not just uh diet wise but what else are you putting into it what kind of programming from Mm. the television are you putting into it who are you surrounding yourself with all these things make up a spiritual path and a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And as, as you move through uh, tuning into your body and listening to what your body is saying and knowing how to uh, use your intuition with that uh, to, to talk and have a dialogue and a connection is just the most profound thing. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the body is an intuitive vessel. And yes. We've discussed that there's a lot of intelligence there, and being able to tap into that is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's tough for a lot of people, I think. You know, we can talk about, and I've actually had this idea recently. I like alliteration a lot. I like words a lot in general. <laughs> and I was thinking of these uh, the five ways in which our bodies are able to incorporate information mm. from our environment. And starting from kind of the 
most animalistic upward I came up with uh, through instinct first, mm-hmm. intuition, uh, intellect, uh, inspiration, and insight. Those mm-hmm. are the five that I had, right? Kind of walking up the body a little bit. Maybe inspiration would be before in- intellect. But so what I'm getting at is like, we tend to just go with intellect, this thing that we associate with our brain. Like I can figure out information, I can solve puzzles, I can, I can think my way through my problems, mm. which I know we all know that's not possible. And if, uh, and if we were to self-evaluate, we'd realize that a lot of times we talk ourselves into the same problems mm. over and over again. But you're talking about tapping into different ways of gathering information mm-hmm. from our environment mm-hmm. that can guide us to the right actions to take that aren't based on intellectual processing of information right absolutely yeah there's a concept of three brains in the body that's used by many indigenous cultures and the brain brain is actually the smallest Mm. of the three the biggest is in our gut our gut knows things before our brain has time to process it Um, if you've ever had butterflies or felt knots in your stomach that is an attestment to that fact and then there's a a brain said to be in our heart which is our ability to feel our ability Mm. to love and receive love Mm. And logical brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That resonance. Mm-hmm. So what would you say for a population where really, and you know, I'm just going to say this because I'm a doctor, I can say these kind of things. If you're not pooping every day, <laughs> ideally more than once a day, and definitely not liquid or and it shouldn't hurt. Like this is my diagnosis time for you guys. <laughs> if, you're, if, this is, if that describes you like not every day, it doesn't feel good, it hurts, it's diarrhea, like that's not right. Right? You shouldn't have stomach ulcers. You shouldn't have gas and bloating every day. So like, I think most of our culture really is suffering from a lot of gut issues. And I did for years, mm. years, I had major stomach uh, issues. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wonder what you think. Do you think that kind of thing would inhibit someone's ability to tap into their intuition? I, I think that is the intuition. Absolutely. I, I, I'm cracking up because uh, one, of, one of the things I saved from my, my children when they were growing up is a book called Everybody Poops. Uh-huh. And, it's in our, and it's in our bathroom. And it makes me laugh every single time. So thank you for bringing up poop. It is something that needs to be talked about because it does tell us a lot. And absolutely, if there are some things going on there that you're, you're not feeling right or like oh, something, something might be wrong here. I would, I would say it's time to start tuning into your body and asking, you know, mm-hmm. how, how can I support you? How can I support you, body? Mm-hmm. How can I nurture you? And a lot of times it's so hard to do because a lot of us haven't received that fully in our life. So then to be able to offer that to ourselves or maybe we're too busy offering it to other people to tune into what mm-hmm. our own body needs. And really, um, unconditional love to me is offering that to yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that we're going around these loops here because it's like the really spiritual, spiritual path thing is coming back <laughs> up in my mind. Because I was, I was just listening to a, a lecture about um, what the question is: what What is central in our lives in terms of like, if you thought about the thing that's guiding your actions and guiding your um, needs, desires, and, and everything that you're doing, what is central to our lives? And so often in our culture today, what's central to our lives is, um, well, really, it's 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 media. It's cultural expectations. It's our jobs, financial uh, desires, not needs, desires, right? Or a lot of times they're central. Um, expectations from others, right? And so mm-hmm. even in culture, even in parts of our culture, like even in this so-called, um, I'd say we have kind of a modern spiritual movement happening. And there's, this, there's a lot of posturing where if you don't act a certain way, you're not standing, you're not 
doing it right. right? Mm. So there's this externalized expectation. In the dieting world, if you're not eating this way, you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Exercise world, same things. We have these broken up sections of things that really are about health, but we use to almost judge ourselves and oppress ourselves and measure how measure how unworthy we are. Mm. Oh, I slipped again. Mm. I'm I suck. Right? Yeah, it's like this is stupid <laughs> stuff. Like, but really, we you know we're talking about this idea that this the true spiritual life is not some airy concept of like getting out of the body. It is. Uh, actually doing all it takes the place of all of mm. the individual cultural games we play to say that if we put at the center of our lives the desire to have true connection with ourselves with people mm. around us with the source of all creation mm. that we are actually going to be drawn to do all these things the right way and probably without judgment right yeah, I just all that just yeah it's really cool I was listening to that this morning and I feel like it just came around full circle uh, it's really moving away from like the fear of, of not fitting in or living up to people's expectations or the fear of not having the financial abundance um, to have a roof over your head or, or some of those basic necessities. It's moving from just being afraid of lack to moving into like a love vibration mm. and going within and developing the knowledge with the body is a way to unwind all those patterns because now you don't have to you no longer need to fear or even consider what other people might think or expect of you because you have that knowing within yourself and the mm. relationship with yourself. That it's right for you. Mm -hmm. um, in case we have not said it yet, uh, the name of our modality that we have created is called Breath of Empowerment. Mm -hmm. And the reason we chose that name is because we really feel that this breath work allows people to really tap in to their most authentic self. It helps them figure out who their most authentic self is, and it empowers them to live it, mm. to live their most authentic self. And for me, th this, is, this was a big, big aha moment for me in my spiritual journey. The moment that I realized that um, any time that I feel that I have to lie to myself or lie to another, that, that if you look for nothing else, look for that in your life. <laughs> And, and that will tell you everything. If you have to lie, it is taking you off the path that is the path for you. Mm -hmm. And once you start tuning in and speaking your truth, and, and that's the other thing that we, you know, we, we access within the breath work is, is assisting people to speak their truth because oftentimes they've been, they have been shut down. They've been told to shut up. They've been told that their voice doesn't matter. And so tuning in and being able to speak your truth is is really really important i love that mm -hmm. i think the world is in desperate need of more authenticity and, and truth and mm -hmm. and we all want it we all crave that mm -hmm. I mean, look at you know we still are uh drawn in by sensationalism and, and gossip i know we all are mm -hmm. in, in a way we have to fight against that sometimes but um but i think what really what really lights us up and makes us feel good is is, is truth and authenticity mm -hmm. um, and i think it's no accident too that the uh the same hole that your breath comes out of is also where your voice comes out yeah. of. <laughs> How convenient it's is that? No accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of connection and relationship, um, I know you guys are uh, really an inspiration um, to me. So you know, my wife and I have been uh, together for five years, married for two, and um, and I'm, we're we're some people who are really really close. Like we do <laughs> almost everything together. Um, we have our we have our alone time and our separate activities that we do, but we love being together. And I and I noticed that um, it's not really the norm. And there's lots of ranges of mm. relationship styles, especially in today's day. If you're uh, 
you know, I'm sure some people are aware of polyamory is becoming more popular or at least more well talked about. And, uh, and obviously divorce rates are up and marriage rates are, you know, more open for discussion. Right. So it's like, there's all these kinds of relationships that we have growing, uh, in today's world. And you guys have a really strong, uh, connection together that I've, I've been able to witness. Um, so what's, what's your, what's your story behind that? When did you guys meet? And, and <laughs> thank first, you. first off, uh, thank you for, for yes. saying that we yeah. inspire you and, and, uh, you've, since our relationship is strong, we would actually say the same about you and, and Christian. Mm-hmm. Well. You're, it's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So how did we meet? Well, <laughs> we met in a very cool way. <laughs> On a polar bear plunge. <laughs> All right. Now, we didn't start dating right away. Uh, we were able to develop a, a solid friendship. And then the universe shifted many things in both of our lives and pretty much threw us together and and opened up this whole new world of possibilities within partnership. Honestly, prior to this relationship, I, I was considering open relationships because I, I just thought, you know, something something's off with every relationship I've been in. Something has been off. And, and I'm not feeling that I want to commit until I know that, that someone is, is right for me. And um, I just have to say, I've, I've been shocked. I've, I'm shocked at my, my turnaround on uh, relationships. And, and I used to think marriage was, pff, like, who would do that? Like, because I, I looked at the divorce race, I looked at my own relationship patterning and was like, yeah, that's not going to work. And all I have to say is, is the same as what we've been saying about everything else, is that it it's, comes down to an individual's choice and what's right for them in any given moment. And maybe what's right for them today is going to shift uh, tomorrow, whether that's with diet or with a relationship or anything in their life. And for me, uh, having a partner who is supportive, um, who um, is unconditionally loving, and who I can speak to about the most challenging of topics uh, really allowed me to feel safe mm. in a relationship for the first time in my life. This is the first like time I've felt fully safe, fully supported, fully nurtured. All the things that, that we bring into the breath work is what I feel in my relationship. And you mentioned you and Christian spending a lot of time together. We do as well because we actually love it. And and until, until you see like, someone really naturally is saying I or spending time with someone gravitating flowing towards someone I do feel that like openness is not a bad choice to to allow yourself to see what is right for you to enter into connections with other people and to say what can I learn from this and um, if if that that is suiting your needs in the moment, that's beautiful. And if you find someone that you just naturally gravitate towards and want to spend your time with, I think that's incredible as well. And for me, having a partner that is there for me in those ways, I have as much as I've shifted in the ten years I mentioned earlier, I've shifted m- more in this uh, fifteen months we've been together. Uh, right, 15 months. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we used to count by month. <laughs> now we're into the year, so who knows? <laughs> but it, it, uh, it was able to allow me to 
speak things that I'd tried to speak to other partners and they weren't yet in a place to to receive that without the hurt of it. Mm. And there's been many things that I've spoken to around here that I was like, uh, am I going to get yelled at now? Because that's generally what I was met with in the mm. past. And he held space for me and he um, helped me unwind those things. So I've been able to release so much this year uh, with with that support and it just calls the attention even more to how important it is um, that we choose who we surround ourselves with mm-hmm. and especially that inner circle um, having someone there who can support you when you're in a moment of being triggered because certainly throughout this detox we have been triggered <laughs> certainly and that's why I said it's, it, was, it was divine uh, in, in intention that uh, that we did it at separate times because we were able to support each other when we were when we were kind of both losing it a little bit, and that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah. Um, There's elements in the in a relationship that are really, I guess, essential, and you could probably look for them and apply them in a lot of relationships. And then there are some that are very specific to us. Like for one is vulnerability, mm. uh, being able to talk about exactly what's on your mind your feeling being able to communicate that in a nonviolent way mm. and having that met with curiosity mm. instead of uh, apprehension or defensiveness is a very big key element I feel mm. in and how we've been able to to grow and uh, work through the triggers because certainly triggers come up in the relationship it's really one of the purposes of why um, we're attracted to certain people certain vibrational matches is to bring those things up in us um, to where we can either continue to be stressed out and, and perplexed by them or that we can address them and unwind those patterns and it is really a blessing to have a partner that has the awareness as well and we can dive into these things together um, some of the hardest talks that we've ever had have resulted in some of the most amazing connections and 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 personal intimacy yes mm. absolutely yeah yeah, um, we like spending a lot of time together. Um, a lot, maybe we have a lot of fun. Together. Evaluation. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fun together, and for our relationship styles and our personal needs, it fits. Mm. You know, we have um, this connection. We have this vulnerability. We have the ability to speak our truth and have it received. When uh, we also have uh, a mission that the the universe also gave us whenever mm-hmm. we came together. Oh, yeah. You know, having a mission together to some extent is essential. You don't have to be in the same field or working on the same projects together. That doesn't work for everybody. It definitely works for us. Um, growth is the central focus in our relationship. Uh, we are very committed to each other, but we also hold the space, um, maybe a non-attachment to where we wake up every day and we say we are entering union with one another each day we're Mm. choosing 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 today to enter and you know we intend to be together and you know get some rocking chairs and white hair and all that but, (laughs) but, but we also hold space that you know maybe someday the energy may change and and that we maintain our sovereignty Mm. in this relationship to where we know that we're both holes we're both two whole people Mm mm-hmm and, and Rachel, Rachel's laughing because 
she told an unintentional joke last time she was getting interviewed. I'll never tell her. Just kind of tell her. Yeah, tell yes. it's, yes. it's a very slim joke, but it's the the accidental word slip was that when two holes come together. Yeah, it's when two holes come together. It's, uh, the intention it's was yeah, it's magic. It's magic. It the intention was that that when you're you're complete in your knowing of yourself and you are living in your most authentic self that you are whole right, yeah. <laughs> right. it's essential I mean, whole person whole person two whole people coming two together whole people. <laughs> two full cups coming together and overflowing and instead of uh, there's a lot of like almost like a like codependency to the mm-hmm. way that really relationships mm. are traditionally viewed in our society mm-hmm. where i need this person or this person i want them to need me what mm-hmm. what happens is this Someone falls in love and maybe it's their first time receiving um, connection with someone mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I got connection. What do I need to do to keep this connection? Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely they start losing parts of themselves because they start to to transform into what their partner needs to not lose that versus mm-hmm. standing strong in what is right and what is good for them. And... Uh, choosing that and allowing their partner to see that mm-hmm. in them and versus versus becoming a shell of a person just um right and what you're describing mm-hmm. i think includes that when we do that that type of relationship mm-hmm. where, we're, where we're diminishing ourselves to meet the needs of another mm-hmm. just so we can maintain mm-hmm. the shreds of love that we experience Absolutely. is really allowing both people to stay outside of their authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And that's a pattern that is not just specific to relationships, like intimate relationships, mm-hmm. but mm. you can see that with jobs, with mm-hmm. family, with friendships. friendships. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. it's a pattern that continues to repeat. Mm. Which I think is really important, this part of this discussion too, is that in today's world, you know, I know well, for sure uh, relationships are changing drastically mm. where, you know, when I, when I meet uh, men and women, both with whom I connect well, uh, whether I'm by myself or with my wife, it doesn't matter. Like we, we hug, mm-hmm. hugging is now part of mm-hmm. connection. Absolutely. Uh, and that definitely was not the case uh, in the very recent, in the very recent past, especially, you know, even as a kid and kids today, I'm sure kids <laughs> maybe have a hard time with it because there's, you know, there's a lot of judging going on, but, um, but definitely was not normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really neat part. And I've thought about this many times that, um, you know, the fact that I can make deeper relationships with both men and women in the world today, mm. whether it's just um, socially or emotionally or, you know, for whatever purpose, it drives me to want then to dig, to dive even deeper mm. with, with Christian, you know, us Absolutely. being, um, you know, monogamous. Um, I think it's really powerful that it's almost like, you know, well, we can, we can choose. We can choose the kind of relationships we want to have, mm. you know. And and to me, it, I, I agree. It, feel, it feels like a funnel. Like the deeper and the, and wider my ability to relate to others and to myself is, the deeper and more profoundly I can have a relationship with my wife. And Absolutely. It's, and it's, uh, it's really amazing mm-hmm. that way. That's awesome. So tell us now, just we'll, we'll kind of move into the future a little bit. What, what are the things, and whoever wants to go first, go first. Uh, what are the things that you see yourself working towards now um that you can kind of take us along with like this is this is where i'm going and the tools that i have at my disposal are how i see myself getting there right so kind of just give us a little future projection well rachel and i are both working with uh with groups i'm working with a men's group that's just called men's gathering down in the akron area um their next the meeting is december 12th and it is being opened up to the public monthly after Mm -hmm. that 
there's a future planned for different retreats, different projects, different things to shift the paradigms of what it means to be uh, a man and, and masculine in today's world and how to support our communities and our partners. And I think R- Rachel also. Mm-hmm. I I'm, uh, just got certified in the Red Tent, which is a women's gathering. Mm. And it's a beautiful space to really tune into the womb and to connect with uh your body again and and with other females um in addition to that uh we both um are are planning to go to california here in the next uh next uh, year early uh in january to design your destiny and uh it's a leadership conference Mm -hmm. and we currently are feeling uh especially in the middle of this detox uh that I, I've been in the, the nesting phase, if you mm-hmm. will, <laughs> preparing for the birth. Uh, we both feel a lot of, a um, lot has had transformed this year, preparing us, and we're in the final stages of that clearing out to uh, birth uh, our creation. And, and what I see that creation being is men's group, is women's group, is a group for couples to come together and consciously talk about what's going on within their relationships. And then also uh, with the breath work, I really am curious to see how it's going to um, play, if you will. I like, we're big into music, mm-hmm. um, live music venues. And it, the, the most exciting thing for me um, is when there's a crowd of older uh, generation, a younger generation, they come together and something new is created from from where they're both at. So I'm curious to see how our modality will interact with other modalities mm-hmm. and to put them together for a, a full uh, whole, if you will, again, <laughs> whole package <laughs> for, for, for our clients um, to receive uh, and, and connect into their well-being. Mm. Yeah, that's something that we actually see the work being uh, part of an all-encompassing program where it can work with uh, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, chiropractory, medical uh, care. Um, the work has great power for reducing inflammation and mental sluggishness in the body. And we're seeing just a lot of different things on the horizon. Um, there's a new style of energy work that is being, uh, I guess, downloaded might mm-hmm. be the word to us, mm-hmm. um, that we're beginning to record and it will be offered as a certifiable modality um, hmm. in 2020. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. Awesome. It's pretty exciting. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, well, I can say the world is so ready to um, wake up in a way that is not, I think, defined by the um, the hashtag woke type mm, of culture where absolutely. we feel inclined and entitled to uh, bash other people, but to seriously and literally wake up to our own potential and to each other's uh, potential. And you guys, are, you guys are helping to do that. We, yeah. are, we yeah. are feeling that the the um the bridging the mm-hmm. bridging of the past with um the knowingness of the now and i know we you know we've spoken with you a little bit about about that bridge mm-hmm. and and we just recently have received some big parts um as as around here was saying some downloads um i grew up christian um catholic dabbled around in many different religions really um loved what i learned in in those spaces but it didn't quite fully fit for me um and and now but but i i knew that that what i learned in there was valuable 
And so I'm really grateful um, to be in this space now of, of seeing like that, that was real and that did have uh, meaning and, and where I'm at now um, also holds deep meaning and to be able to see the foundation that was laid within those spaces and see the symbolism in that and be able to apply it to my life in a whole new way, a, a full, fully encompassing mm-hmm. uh, way is, is really like mind-blowing to me. We're really, really excited about where we're at in life right now. And um, we, are, we are remaining, um, to answer your question from earlier, unlimited for our mm-hmm. future because mm-hmm. each, day, each day is different. I also grew up with a Christian background, um, was in the Friends Church, and I I gained a lot of value in in my time uh, being a member of the church. And I felt things there. I felt energy. I Mm. felt, you know, godlike experiences. And I had moved away from it to some extent, but I never stopped remembering and feeling and believing in what I felt there. But I had all these new awarenesses that at first they really seemed to conflict mm-hmm. with one another. And now I'm learning by diving back into the scriptures, back into the timelines, and back into the symbology that is existent in, in doctrines of other religions and finding that it's not a conflict, that there's mm. actually a bridge, there's an actual progression there. And it's really exciting, like being able to reconcile my old beliefs if you will with my current ones and my knowings it's it's huge it's another one of those big game changers for Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. it's awesome so you guys are literally living the holistic life where the sum of the parts are greater than the parts by themselves and that's the way that's the way it should be Mm. that's the way it should be i love that well i can tell you for sure that uh i can see ways that tone of life and kaleidoscopology can be collaborating i actually have some ideas uh that i'm not going to share uh, right now because we, we're going to talk about we have some it. ideas yeah, too. We're gonna, we'll talk about it when the mic turns <laughs> off and I'm sure um, Rachel and Ron here will be back here for sure to do another podcast in the future uh, I definitely want to dive into uh, masculinity and femininity in the modern world mm-hmm. and how that plays into our own evolution especially in a world where there's so much angst and, mm-hmm. and contention um, so culturally and, uh, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so for today, I think we're going to wrap up there and save the rest for another another time because there's plenty more we can talk about. So tell us where we can find you, how we can learn more about you. Uh, Kaleidoscopology is the name of our business. And one more time, our uh, modality is called Breath of Empowerment, um, very unique style of breath work. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Our website is under construction. That'll be up soon. But right now, Facebook on Kaleidoscopology you just search it, you'll be able to find our post and our, uh, our writings there. Uh, we have two forms of ways that you can interact with us and be touched by this work. Uh, one is in private sessions where you have both facilitators, uh, Rachel and I, working on you. And there's really three facilitators there because you make the third person. So it's three energies, three higher selves working together. The other way that you can uh, feel this work too is by hosting a private workshop which we call an in-home transformational party Um, it's really a beautiful space because you have your friends there you're supporting one another and you're connecting you know there's some silly games that we use that are there for a purpose and then we go into the breathwork session and you release things together and 
it's just you just connect to... and you get to connect with your friends in maybe ways you never have like ways that are really important and ways that uh, form close connections and it's a beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. space so mm-hmm. I highly recommend that and kaleidoscopology <laughs> and nobody is... has to buy anything yes. in this in the home party which is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> and, and kaleidoscopology is basically spelled like kaleidoscope you drop the e and add ology on the end of it. <laughs> there it is. I was gonna, actually, I was, I was going to do that if you didn't do it, so I'm glad you did that. And, and kaleidoscopology, uh, the meaning for us is the study of viewing beautiful form by shifting your perspective one breath at a time. Oh, I like that. Yeah. One final note, too, is if you look at a kaleidoscope and you have all the broken pieces in there that form a particular pattern, mm-hmm. and if you shift it just a little bit, you change the perspective on it, all those pieces realign into something new and something beautiful as well. And that's really the what we're doing in, in our work and the other projects that we are uh, putting together. The singular focus is shifting of paradigms and shifting of perspectives. Um, we very much desire anyone who comes into our field, whether they're a client or a friend, to really get in touch with themselves, open themselves up in new ways, and really remember their authentic selves. Awesome. That's what the world needs. I love mm-hmm. you guys. Thank you so much for being love here. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you all soon. So long. Bye. Thank you for listening to Take On Life with your host, Dr. Dan Cantonenza. This podcast is brought to you by Tone of Life Family Chiropractic and Wellness. Tone of Life specializes in helping children and families in the Northeast Ohio region achieve their health potential through gentle chiropractic and craniosacral care. To find out if you and your family can benefit from a healthier brain and nervous system, visit toneoflifeohio.com and schedule your free consultation today.